Hey, Reckless, this is Todd. Hey, this past Sunday night uh, in our services, we finished our series that we've been in called Let's Talk About It, where we've been looking at these hot button topics, issues in our culture, um, and, and just to help you know what to believe and, and what's right and what's wrong about those things. We talked about sexuality. We talked about um, politics. We talked about hell. And this past Sunday, we did breakout sessions, and we gave our students a chance to hear from a wide range of topics. One of those breakouts that we did was on anxiety and depression. And so it was hosted by Shannon Purdy, our middle school assistant. Uh, she also had two students in there, Reed and Charlotte, who shared their own personal journey and struggle with this issue. And so we wanted you to hear it. Uh, we wanted you to be encouraged by it. And so we did have some technical issues, not just with this breakout, but some of the other ones. And so you'll notice that when it begins, uh, it starts kind of in the middle of Charlotte sharing her story. Um, and so you may miss some of those key details at the front end, but, uh, but we wanted you to hear what we had. And so hopefully it's going to be an encouragement to you, especially if you're someone that struggles with anxiety and depression. Uh, if you do, reach out to us. We want you to know you're loved. We care about you. We want to meet you in that place. And so hopefully this will be an encouragement to you as you hear it. And so here is the breakout on anxiety and depression. I spiraled. Um, I did work through it and I got what I thought was better. I was like, okay, I'm better. It's not going to come back. I'll be fine. Um, so I was released. I met better friends in seventh and eighth grade. And I then, my eighth grade year, I didn't have classes with any of my friends. And so I had a lot of activities. I was frantic. My anxiety got worse. I had a ton of work and I felt really lonely. I am most definitely still a work in progress. Um, I do have really bad days where I struggle and sometimes I just have to remind myself that I'm in a better place than I was a year ago. Um, so to like find great friends is like something that's really helped me because even if you don't believe what your friends say, having them say it to you, it just like is subconsciously there. Um, finding a great hobby. I love to bake. I love to read. So I do all of those things when I'm feeling particularly, uh, quote unquote, sad. And I just have to remember that every day is a decision, a decision to keep working on myself. And I can't not make that decision. That's great. Reed, let's hear a little bit about your story. Um, yeah, this is on. I can't tell. All right. Uh, so for me, I never had a specific, like, traumatic moment that kind of caused my depression. Um, I, it's just kind of the way I'm wired. Um, sorry. <laughs> if I laugh, it's not because I think this is funny. I'm just nervous. Um, so I've been suffering with anxiety and depression for most of my life. Uh, I think I started seeing a therapist when I was about six, but it wasn't until, like, recently that I started trying medicine um, for it. Growing up, I kind of... I didn't surround myself with the greatest people, and it doesn't matter, like, really how great of a person you might think you are. If you surround yourself with bad people, it's going to feel normalized, and it's going to... You're going to do what they do. So I suffered with drugs, alcohol, vaping, uh, a lot of stuff that I really should not have been doing. 
Uh, and it wasn't really till I moved here uh, I started struggling with not just cutting and burning or self-harm in general, but uh, suicide. Uh, and then I went to a hospital on suicide watch for a week, uh, and I was able to come home. Um, and I can't, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I'm all better now. I'm a lot better than I was a year ago, but it's still a struggle every day. And it's, I can't say it's something that's going to completely go away at any point in time. Yeah. That's really good. So I have another question for you before you pass the mic. Um, how would you explain how God has met you in the midst of these experiences? Um, and how have you personally experienced his power in helping you throughout this struggle? Uh, how God met me. So like for a long, I've, I was raised in a Christian family. So I was kind of always, that was always a part of my life, but I, I'd be lying if I said that I was truly a Christian. If, like, you had asked me uh, three years ago, I would have said yes, but it would be a lie. Um, he kind of reached me. It wasn't like a click. It, it was kind of over time, but I don't know. I just, I, I had moved uh, actually here from Texas about two years ago, and that was kind of, I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I just, I didn't like who I saw. I didn't recognize who I saw. And it wasn't until I moved here, I actually met a group of guys and they really helped me through a lot of this. Uh, and I started going to church and like actively trying to make myself a part of church. Um, and here I am. That's awesome. Uh, That's really awesome. All right, moving on. Let's see here. Charlotte, I'm going to get you to get the mic there. So in your experience, what is some advice you could give to someone who is supporting a friend or family member that also has anxiety and depression? So these are like do's and don'ts. Um, something I would have to say is even if you don't completely understand, like I have some friends and it looks like they've ha they have never had a struggle in their life and I talk to them about my anxiety and depression and they don't necessarily feel how I feel, but they're still there and that makes a world of a difference. Um, also, like trying to work it out with people and talking with them about it um, and like work them towards getting help for depression or like finding ways to like relax with anxiety and show them and tell them they're loved and matter even if they don't believe it. Uh, don't don't avoid them because it makes them feel even worse. Like something's even more wrong with them than they originally thought. Don't play it off like it isn't as important to your problems. Be like, oh, well, you have that, but like I have all these other things because it makes them feel like they're not important. It doesn't matter to you. Uh, don't act like there's something wrong with them. Um, it takes a lot of confidence to go to someone and be like, I, like, you see me struggle? Or sometimes you don't see me struggle, but I'm struggling and I need your help. And to push them away for that isn't fair. And you don't, you don't need to look at it with logic because some of my friends have just been like, oh, you're depressed, like, just think about happy things. And I'm just like, that's, that's not how that works. 
And so you don't look at depression or anxiety with logic because anxiety is illogical and so is depression. And so just supporting people and trying to help them figure it out and just being there for them is all I can really say to do. Great, same question for you. Uh, can you repeat I can repeat it, yes. Um, in your experience, what is some advice you could give someone who is supporting a friend or family member that also has anxiety or depression? Um, I feel like what some people have tried to do in my life is uh, sometimes when, like, if someone talks to you about that, sometimes all they need try to, like, necessarily, it sounds bad, don't try to help them or fix them. Sometimes all they need is just someone to listen to them. Um, and, but also... Just kind of find out, like, check in on them. But don't, like, hover over them. But just, like, hey, how are you? Like, how are you doing? But not just, like, the general, hey, what's up? Like, Like, you be know. specific. Yeah, be specific. I'll have to agree with you on that. Like, one of the biggest things that I feel like in that time, and even I had, like, a kind of, like, a relapse, so to speak, when I was about 27, where I kind of went into, like, full-fledged depression again, and one of the biggest, most frustrating things that someone could ever say to me was, you just need to have more faith, and I wanted to slap them across the face, because I was like, you don't know how badly I want to believe that God can just remove this from me, and the truth of it is, guys, is sometimes God does not remove those things from us. Paul prayed three times for God to remove a thorn out of his side. We don't really know in scripture exactly what that is. We think he was blind. He had poor eyesight, but we're not 100% certain. But he prayed to God and asked God multiple times to remove this struggle from him. And God didn't do it because he said, in in your weakness, I am more powerful. This is what God talks about. And so I think that's one of the things that kind of what they're saying is, you know, don't always try to push a God thing on them for a lot of believers that are struggling this with this, they, they want to have the faith that you're recommending that they have. It's more of just a listening ear, like Reed said, kind of just, we don't always need advice. Sometimes we just need to be heard, if that makes sense. That's good. I like it guys. All right, moving on here. Let's see. Charlotte, we're going to go back to you. So the term anxiety or depression has been, it's kind of started to be used a little loosely within your generation. And so what I mean is like an example would be like, I've heard it said with some high school and middle school students, um, I have anxiety because I'm nervous about a test that I have to take. Um, But truly there is a difference in having situational anxiety and being clinically diagnosed. So can you explain a little bit the differences between that? Um, mm, Situational anxiety is because of an event coming up. I feel like, for example, like having a presentation, you're nervous before the presentation, but once you like present, you move on and you're done with that and you're not really stressed or anxious until something else comes up. Um, Clinically diagnosed anxiety or anxiety disorder is the feeling of presenting 24-7. You're constantly afraid of messing up or being judged. Um, You don't want to disappoint people. It's like, uh, I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to make them upset. Like, I don't want them to hate me. Um, So, like, for people who necessarily don't have like really bad anxiety, if they have a question on an instruction in a class, 
they'll just raise their hand, they'll ask the question, maybe talk to the teacher privately, but um, someone with diagnosed anxiety will rarely ask because they think the teacher will think they're stupid or they weren't paying attention to directions. They'll suffer on their own because they're afraid of being judged and it makes no sense. Like, you're like, it's fine, just ask them a question, the teachers are there to help. And, but it's still that nagging in the back of your head, like, but they'll still think I'm stupid, they still think I don't understand, they maybe don't think I'm in the right placement in this course. Like, you don't want to go back on all the work you've done because you asked a question. Ray, do you have anything to add to that before I jump to your next question? Um, not really. Okay. All right, so this last one's for you. Um, so statistics show that suicide is a much larger result in men who struggle with depression than women. As a guy, would you say that it's more challenging to be open and honest about these struggles versus females? And how can you encourage the guys in the room to speak up when their mental health is at risk? Um, I don't want to say it's, like, harder than females, uh, because that's not necessarily true. But I will say, uh, at least for me, growing up, I was kind of in an environment like talking about your feelings or crying is for... Girls? Sissies. Uh, I almost said someone. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, sorry, where was I? You want me to read it again? Uh, oh, yeah. I grew up in an environment where things were like that. And so it was very hard for me to speak up whenever I was feeling one way. And it, I kind of dug a hole for me. And it just made it every day, made it harder and harder to get out of uh, because I was embarrassed by it. And I just, you know, I was under the impression, oh, guys aren't supposed to be sad or have feelings in general like they're supposed to work hard and be tough that's what I but um I that was a struggle for me growing up but I wouldn't say that's necessary for everyone so what can you how can you encourage the guys that are that are in the room on to speak up if this is something that they're struggling with um I just really I wasn't speaking the mic was I it's okay okay um I just I mean believe me there are people that will hear you and if you are struggling like with being embarrassed or something I mean I, I was really scared to come up here but I'm up here saying this so if that helps or you want to talk to me I guess yeah um but yeah there are people that will listen to you despite what you may or may not think that's really good any any last thoughts before we get ready to wrap up here Anything Maybe. you want to say? Um, have a good Sunday. I don't know. Do what? Okay. I thought you said, can I sing a song? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, sure, let's hear a Christmas tune. Charlotte, you got anything, any last words for us? Or are you good? No. You're good. Okay. No, yeah. All right. Well, give a big hand to these guys. This takes a lot of guts. <laughs> takes a lot of guts to say, to come up here and talk about this. So we really appreciate you guys. And like I said, your generation truly is making a huge impact in talking about this because 
my parents kind of kept their head in the sand about it. It wasn't something that was talked about when I was your age. And so the fact that you guys are making it a point to be in discussion with each other and be in discussion with your teachers and your parents and your pastors and your therapist or whatever that looks like for you, like keep going and keep doing that because it is, it really is a big struggle that still, even today, a lot of people, like Reed said, they're just embarrassed to talk about it. And it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's just finding the right people that can be that avenue for you to voice your concerns and your worries and your stresses. And a small group is a really, really great place to do that. Community was such a huge impact for me in that time. And so the fact that you guys are here and that you have a group of people that are surrounding you that love the Lord. Um, I know some of you are in different places. You might not know the Lord yet. And some of you might've been watching walking with the Lord since you were a child. And so that's okay. The fact that you still have people that are here, you all want the same thing. You are all here for the same common goal. And that is to grow closer to Jesus, to know him, to love you, to love him, but ultimately understand the love that he has for you. And the fact that he is not going to leave you or forsake you in the midst of what you're struggling with. Like his power is made perfect in your weakness and you can rest in that. Kind of like what Danny said, saying earlier, like rest on us, Holy Spirit. Like he's going to carry you. And so I'm just really thankful that we've had the opportunity to kind of talk to these guys. Um, I hope this has been impactful for you in some way. And if you do have any questions, um, Charlotte and Reed are going to just kind of stand to the side for a few minutes when they come off stage. So if you want to talk to them directly and I'll be available as well. Um, and we can talk about anything you like. So Todd Lee, do you have anything I need to wrap up with here? Are we good? Okay. Let's do what? Okay, we're going to pray, and then you guys are dismissed. So, God, we love you. Again, This th just thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together and talk about these hard topics, God, and listen to our peers that have struggled with this and are still in the midst of struggling with this, God. And so... I just pray that as we do go into groups and we have these discussions, Lord, that um, if there's anything that's hidden in darkness with some of these students, Lord, would you just reveal it? And would you give them courage to speak up to their leader or to their group, um, whatever that looks like, God, so that that you can help them get into a place of healing and helping them overcome these struggles. So we love you, Lord. Thank you again for this opportunity that we've had tonight. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.